Welcome to Thank God It's Monday with Tony, Aliogen, and Raphael. Several years ago, I was headhunted for a position of general manager in a leading company in what was then an imagined IT industry. A few senior staff who had been at the company for a couple of years were passed over for this job because the board wanted someone who could lead and coordinate the different teams within the company made up of Nigerians, Indians and a few other nationals. I was young and relatively inexperienced, but I had bright ideas and could rally a troop, so I got the job. It took only a few days on the job for me to discover that one of those who was passed over for this job wielded a lot of power and influence in the office. He had the ears of the CEO. He was also openly vocal about the fact that he didn't think I was the right person for the job. The office was polarized and that made me terribly insecure. I spent most of my time and energy trying to prove myself. The impact of my insecurity began taking its toll. For instance, I had no background in IT, so I needed to learn first. But I was afraid to ask questions because I was scared I might appear ignorant. For a season, I wondered about whether I was good enough and overcompensated for my perceived weaknesses. I soon realized that I was not only sabotaging myself, but the success of the company as well. Different people express their insecurities in different ways, depending on their temperament, values, and conditioned habits, all often shaped by past experiences. In some, insecurity looks like milkness, compliance, and always assuming blame. In others, it looks like bravado, deviance, and never admitting wrong. In one person, insecurity moves them to avoid attention, if at all possible. In another, it moves them to demand as much attention as possible. Insecurity is a form of fear. Whether we realize it or not, our insecurity plays an important and powerful role in our actions and relationship with others. The fact is, no one is completely free from the power of insecurity. But I believe we can all get to a place of understanding where our insecurities have less control over our lives. Insecurity is first and foremost an identity issue. Our identity is who we understand ourselves to be at the core. It's our essential self or it's what we want to believe and want others to believe is our essential self, even if it is not who we really are. The question to ask then is, where does our sense of identity come from? This is the crucial question, the pinnacle of the problem. How we answer it determines whether or not we will even be free from being insecure. And it is not primarily an intellectual answer. We answer this question from our heart because our identity is tied into what we really love, what we really want, what we really believe offers us hope. In other words, we always find our identity in our God. But our God may not always be the God of our creed. We may say our God is the Lord. But that may not really be true. Our God is the person or thing we believe has the greatest power to determine who we are, why we are here, what we should do, and what we are worth. Our God is what we can't help but seek and follow because we believe our God's promise will bring us the greatest happiness. 
So when we feel insecure because something threatens our sense of identity, it is telling us something about our God. That's why our response to insecurity is often avoidance. We try to reduce our exposure to people or situations that stirs us up, or we try to assuage it by seeking various forms of self-affirmation from others, or we try to escape into other things, often habit-forming and addictive things that dull or distract or fantasize away our identity fear, at least temporarily. Fleeing insecurity may be a good idea, but these kinds of avoidance are almost always fleeing in the wrong direction. Or to say it in another way, they are almost always painkillers, not cures. They do nothing to address our identity-related fear. We tend to avoid rather than examine our insecurity because we hate exposure. We fear taking a good look at our identity because we are afraid that the gauge is going to confirm our worst fears about ourselves, inadequate, insufficient, insignificant, failure, condemned. But believe it or not, insecurity is not only a warning, it's also an invitation. When we feel insecure, God is inviting us to escape the danger of false beliefs about who we are, why we are here, what we should do, and what we are worth, and to find peaceful refuge in what he sees about all these things. Because as long as we need other people's approval to feel validated or find criticism or rejection debilitating, if we see a pattern of regularly disobeying Christ because we are trying to escape or demand attention, or if we are caught in habitual or addictive sin through which we seek relief from our fears, then our insecurity is telling us we have an idol problem. We have a false god that needs to be knocked down, a sin with that must be laid aside. More importantly, I found out that insecurities keep us from living into the full potential God has for us. When we are consumed by fear and doubt, it leaves little room for the Lord's guidance and direction. Insecurity can lead us to believe lies about our abilities and doubt about who God can be to us. To manage our insecurities, it is important to know our value. We more often than not make mistake of undervaluing ourselves when we rely on our own estimation of our values rather than God's estimation. This is where our core values and belief system come to play. The way you view yourself is heavily influenced by your childhood experience. We can't be the one who determine our value. God has already determined that for us, and we are so valuable that he died for us. We also cannot rely on others' estimation of our values. Insecurities inevitably pops up when we see ourselves through the eyes of others. Breathe that in for a moment. Do you evaluate your self-worth based on how others are treating you? If so, you are literally at the mercy of other people's moods and opinion. This is not a place you will find rest. Think about it for a minute. Do your moods and opinion change? Mine do. Moods and opinion are unstable at best, so they are not reliable. This is where we use scriptures to separate lies and truth. Scripture is the key to learn how to stop being insecure. 
Are you getting to believe what you or others think your value is? Or are you getting to believe what your creator say you are? The entire Bible is a love story, emphasizing God's love for his people. Find Bible verses and meditate on who God says you are. Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 6 says, and I quote, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given to us in the one he loves. End of quote. I also would recommend that you change your thinking. Our thoughts life have such a huge impact on our lens through which we view the world. If you are in the habit of ruminating on thoughts that are not good for you and create self-doubt, uncertainty and anxiety, then it's time to put on some new thoughts. Anything we tend to will grow. If I tend to my garden with water and food, it will grow. Tending to my thoughts with negativity and fear will also grow. Similarly, devaluing yourself in your thoughts will also grow. It is with the word of God that we fight thoughts that are not good for us. Again, scripture is the key to learn how to stop being insecure. Finally, I would say you should release your fear. We can't feed on fear. It will only grow. We must stop and trade lies for truth. Do a topical study on God's love for his people or on your identity in Christ. Know what God says about you. I love the song by Zach William, Fear is a Liar. The song will close us out today. As you listen, pay attention to the lyrics, especially the chorus, which outlines different aspects of fear, which of course is connected to insecurity, such as how it keeps us from moving forward, steal our joy, and rob us of rest. Here's my final word for the day. Don't become distracted with trying to build up your self-confidence. What you need is God-confidence. Stay blessed and see you soon. When he told you you're not good enough When he told you you're not right When he told you you're not strong enough To put up a good fight When he told you you're not worthy when he told you you're not loved When he told you you're not beautiful You'll never be enough Fear is a liar He will take your breath Stop you in your Rob your wrist, steal your happiness.